Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hey, this is Therese, and I'm delighted to share with you on this episode of the Happy Business Show something about selling. You know, there's so many people that love what they do. If, tell me if you're one of these. You love what you do. You're a service provider. So you're not selling somebody else's services or products. It's you who is up for sale, right? And maybe the work you do is, is kind of helping in nature or spiritual in nature or kind of life-changing, sort of soul-based, mission-driven work. Is that you? Well, if that is, I bet you might have a little trouble selling yourself. You know, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people in this area. And actually, the reason why I'm so good at doing this is because I used to suck at it (laughs) so badly. And I don't say that lightly. I really, really had a horrible time selling myself. See, I was a psychotherapist. And I came up through the, the ranks working in a community mental health agency. So I really developed this mindset of almost like social work, like, oh, i got to help everybody. You know, I should never turn anybody away if they can't pay. So it was really a challenge when I owned my own business and then decided to make it a legitimate business and actually charge real rates. That was really hard. That was super hard. In fact, I, I think I probably, when I very first started as a business coach, I probably had like 50 free calls and nobody said yes. And it was because I had no idea how to sell myself. I had no idea the value I provided or how to even talk about it. It was it was terrible. But that was a long time ago. That was about eight years ago. And today, I'm really kind of one of the, I think, I'm, I'm hearing that I'm one of the top experts in how to sell your services in a way that feels really authentic and really like congruent with who you are, in alignment with your your being, and in a way that is just like a win-win. So I'm going to share some of my techniques in this call today, particularly one that I call selling in chunks. So let's just do a little bit of a backstory. This conversation actually starts starts at when somebody is in front of you. So you've had the dance of, hey, I'd like to work with you. Hey, how much would it cost? What are your rates? And hopefully you say, gosh, I don't just give that over the phone or I just don't do that standing in the line at a networking meeting. Let's book an appointment. Okay, so that's where this conversation takes place. And the reason I have you do that is because it's kind of like this. Imagine if you call a car dealership and say, how much does a blue car cost? We all think that's absurd, right? Because the the person to answer the, the phone would say, well, I don't know what you want. I, you know, do you want a sports car? Do you want an economy car? Do you want a two-seater? Or, or, do you need to hold seven? Um, do you want to lease it? Do you want to buy it? What features? See, that's absurd, and we know that's absurd. You would never think of just calling and saying, I'm looking for a red car. What, what's it going to run me? Like, we would never do that. Yet, in the business world, when somebody says, how much do you cost? You go, uh, $75 an hour or, or three months for 1900 or Like, we just, bleh, we think we have to just blurt out our services. And if, 
again, I'm speaking to service-based entrepreneurs. Obviously, if you're selling shoes, they're you know $59.95. That's it. Obviously, that's that's the price. But I'm talking about those of you who are selling your services. And again, caveat here. You know, if you're selling a $19 book, I don't think you need to have a telephone conversation saying, well, I don't know. Let me, let's have a conversation and I'll tell you my price. Generally, if you're selling anything over, you know, like $1,000, you want to have a conversation with people. Alrighty. So, that's where we start. We start in the beginning at this conversation. Now, it's really important, and I might have done other podcasts on this one, but it's really, really, really important that you are in charge. So if somebody sits and says, okay, I'm talking to you, now how much do you charge? You don't just go, oh, okay, well, now I've got you in front of me, that's $1,200. No, 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 no. I have a formula. I want to share it with you now. And the reason I do it in this order is a couple things. First, you got to understand this. They are not buying your services. Wahoo. (laughs) Some of you might be like, what? They're not buying your services. In my case, I sell coaching. Nobody buys coaching. What people buy is a transformation. They buy results. They buy creating more money. They buy shortening their learning curve. See, there's things that people are buying, and you have to get it out of your head like, oh, this is about me and my services. I've got to share about my services. Because usually what happens with people now, sometimes it happens in the beginning mainly, but sometimes I've seen it happen. You know, people have been doing this for five years. They're 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 already making six figures, and they they still kind of suck at it. <laughs> so this isn't just a startup mistake, right? This is this is everybody can up their game in the selling. So what happens is most of us in the beginning anyway, and and until you get really fluent at it, you're kind of focused on your features. Right, And that could look like if you're a coach, well, I sell a 90-day package and you get three sessions a month for 45 minutes and you have unlimited email access and I take credit cards and you can make one or three payments. And that's how most people do it. And your prospect's eyes are rolling in the back of their head as they're hearing like, what, how much, huh, what, ugh. So I'm going to ask for a moment that you suspend that. Anything you've done that sounds like that or looks like that, just go throw it away right now, really. Just throw it away. <laughs> so I want to share with you a much better way to do it, okay? So the first thing you do is you are really powerful in the, in the, in the how it's going to go conversation because the reality is we love powerful people. You don't want somebody tentative that you're investing $10,000 with. You want a powerful leader. You want somebody that is going to say, I got you. Oh, no problem. So notice point one. Notice how you're being in the selling conversation. Are you being kind of that rock star, confident, oh, hell yeah, I can deliver that kind of kind of person? Or are you being like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. God, thank you. God, thanks for talking to me. This is great. I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm sorry to bother you by asking you to buy something. And, of course, I'm being a little playful here, but I think sometimes either when we're in scarcity or when we're a little bit newer at selling, there is an element of insecurity or fear or um, lack of confidence. I'm, sheesh, I know I did it. You know, I'd be like rock solid. I'd coach people in those discovery sessions. I'd kick ass. I mean, now I'm like solving problems, being super powerful. People are having breakthroughs. And then 
now it's time to sell. And I completely shifted. Instead of staying powerful and staying, you know, taking a stand for them and knowing my value, I literally would go weak and I'd get apologetic. And I'd be like, um, um, is it like, can we talk about, um, did you want to buy some sessions or something? You know, like little girl voice, really scared and tiny. And it's no wonder that I didn't sell anything for the first probably six months I did it, right? So, the first thing is, are you being powerful? So when somebody comes into your area and and you say, okay, we're going to have this conversation, how are you being? And the way to be powerful is actually the first step of my formula. In my five-step step formula, the first step is to own your value. And I've done lots of other podcasts about that one, so we're not going to spend a lot of time here. Just check out the podcast library. There's one, one particular really fun one called um, Think Like Picasso, and make more money. So that's a really good one on how to own your value. So make sure you reference that podcast episode. But if you think about owning your value, you're not focusing on the money. You're not focusing on, you know, some people can like puff up and go, I, I deserve 500 bucks an hour, damn it. Uh-huh, I'm good because cause my, my coach told me. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that won't, that won't carry it. What will carry it is absolutely you understanding in your bones the transformation that you bring. And I often talk about the difference between transaction and transformation. I think I heard, first heard this from my friend, Sean Driscoll, who's brilliant. And I was like, oh, that is so true. The transaction is I charge $300 an hour. And so then you just focus on the $300 an hour. You focus on, you know, we're going to work together for six months, and in that six months you get 18 sessions. That's the transactional piece of it. The transformation is what occurs what are they able to do now that they couldn't do? What have you helped them avoid? I love that question. What have you helped them avoid by signing up with you? Like what pain have you ended or what what suffering have you potentially mitigated because instead of being on that path, they're with you? That's the stuff you quantify. Like when you can get that, quantify that stuff, and then run it out through the lifetime value. Okay, cool. So they get that this year. What do they get next year when they're getting more traction and things are building on it themselves? See, if you don't do this work, you cannot sell. So step one, you own your value. Now, I will tell you, if you still can't see it, you got some mindset to do. You got some mindset work. Um, again, keep following me because there, there's other audios where I share about how to shift funky mindsets and how to do muscle testing and how to determine all that kind of stuff. But it's not just a numbers thing. So just notice yourself on a scale of one to ten. How firmly are you believing in yourself? How much can you stand up and say, mm-hmm, "Oh, absolutely, yeah, you really should pay this much. I feel great about this much." Or is there a little piece of you that's just like? I don't know. I feel bad. Ding, ding, ding. Might want to check out my Selling to Serve program if this is the case because we go a much deeper dive in this area, especially the inner game way of how to be with yourself when you're feeling not so solid in selling. Okay, so the step one is you own own your value. So you're prepared. It's like you get yourself all ready and set and you are powerful in the conversation. Then they come in. And you ask them what I call step two is what are their dreams and desires? What is it they want? You know, if they work with you, what's their big goal? And you quantify it. You quantify it. You don't just go, oh, you want to make money? Okay, cool. That's $3,000. Oh, no, no, no. You want to make money? Cool. What would you get if you made money? 
And how would that be? And then what? And then what? And then what? So you want to have this part of the picture painted so vividly that your prospect is going to be salivating. Because remember I said earlier, they don't buy their, your services, they buy their dream. That's your job here, is to evoke in them a dream that is so juicy and maybe, maybe it's something they haven't even known for themselves yet. How cool is that, right? Have somebody has a conversation with you and they go, oh my God, I didn't even know I wanted it. I didn't even know I wanted it to that degree or I didn't even know my why. Wow, it's so important to me now. Then step three, though, because a lot of people they're like, "Cool, but ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it's. I don't know that I'm worth investing in. I don't know that I want to do that." Step three is where you show them why it won't work on on their own, and you kind of push the pain of the cost of not getting it, the cost of them not being equipped to get it done, the cost of um, the emotional cost of not having it, the financial cost of not having it. Here's where you kind of go around and you, you know, I, you got to put a little salt on the wound. I call this piercing the veil of denial. That might sound strange, but here's what I know. And, and I think this is a favor to somebody. Like, I personally love, do you ever have those girlfriends that, like, call you on your shit? Like, those those ones that go, um, honey, I love you, but wow, you got some blocks. I don't think you're seeing this. I personally love that when it's done with love, when it's done in service of me growing and moving past something that I previously didn't know. And if you do that in a conversation, so let's just say um, you're a weight loss coach, right? And somebody's like, well, I know I should lose this 30 pounds and I know I'd be happier. And, and you know what their goals are. You know they want to have more energy and that you want, they want to play with their kids and they feel kind of less than because they've had that extra 30 pounds on for years and years and years. But then they kick into, well, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, at least it's not 100 pounds extra. And, you know, I can, look, I, you know, I, I date sometimes. It's not that, I'm not that lonely. At this point, you kind of call bullshit on it. Now, not in a disrespectful way, not in a judgmental, shaming way, but in a way that's like, wait, hold on. You just told me because of the extra weight, you don't feel great about yourself. So, so tell me what that's like. What does that cost you to not feel great about yourself? See, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to dive in there. You do people a favor by helping them reveal more about themselves than they previously had known. Because we do a really good job just, like, shutting this stuff off, like, ah, it's not that bad. But, you know, it it is that bad. It really is that bad. And if they don't think it's just that bad, oh, good God, they've got another problem. (laughs) And their other problem is they are tolerating crap in their life. And you don't want that for them. So this part... When I teach my students around this, because there are sometimes people who are like, God, I would feel so mean, though, if I, if I poked around there. And I reframe it and say, it is not mean at all. It's completely loving to say to somebody, can we just get real? Like, let's just get real about what's going on. There's no shame, no judgment. I'm not sitting here judging you. I'm sitting here holding the space for you to get real. Because if you, without awareness, there is no choice. Once you have the awareness of something, then you can change it. Obviously, you can tell that my psychotherapy background comes to work in a lot of the the selling that I do here. But I think the more you can connect on this level, the more people feel held, they feel heard, they feel seen, they feel safe. I mean, again, if you set it up, and in the programs I run, I show you how to set up all these conversations. So this is just a natural extension. That's the third step. 
So you're owning your value, then you're finding in them the dream they want, then the, the third step is where you show them where it's not working, and then the fourth step is where you make your offer. Now, this is where people blow it. <laughs> This is where people, ah, you know, with my students, I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on, let's let's deconstruct that conversation. Show me how that went again. Um, and when I listen to my students, the things that I that I look for is, did you rush it? Were you nervous and just threw a bunch of stuff against the wall? Did you give nine different options? Um, did you focus so much on the details and miss the feeling part of it? Like it's there's like there's a nuance here, right? So the fourth step is where you offer your services, and here's the thing that is so critical, really. You want to hear it? It's so big. It's called selling in chunks. Selling in chunks. Some of this has its roots in um, Ericksonian hypnotherapy. Milton Erickson was this brilliant, 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 brilliant. You know, he was the pioneer of this stuff, and, and he would say to somebody, um, you know, it's a lovely day outside, isn't it? And they'd say, yes. And he'd say, um, you know, I bet you're enjoying the, the beautiful blue skies. Yes. And he'd say, you know, I bet you would love the, the yes. And so, so the thing is to kind of get people saying a number of yeses so in their mind they're already priming, priming for a, a yes. Now, he used it in the context of doing psychotherapy and sort of getting them to buy into uh, living their solutions. But I use that in the selling conversation. So basically, I take, here's how it looks. Most people, when they've done the first three steps, they're ready to roll up the offer, they just jump into the features. Are you, can we talk about how we work together? Okay, it's this amount, I take credit cards, we work together X, blah, 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 blah. And that is just, that's like, um, I can't even think of a metaphor. <laughs> but it's a bad one, whatever the metaphor would be. That's so funny, my mind went blank at a, at a moment of metaphor. That's just like, just throwing a bunch of stuff out and, and, and hoping they catch something that's good instead of giving them little chunks of good. So the way I sell in chunks is, and I'm just going to demonstrate, right? I'm just going to make something up as we go just so it's just for purposes of our, of our call here. I say something like, all right, it's so awesome to get to know you a little bit and, and hear how you want to grow your business and why you want to grow your business. So, could you just imagine, because you know there's days that sometimes we wake up in the morning and we don't really know what to do, right? You've told me about that. So could you imagine that you always knew exactly what you were working on? And the person would say, oh, God, that would be awesome, because a lot of times I just get overwhelmed. I'm like, ah, yeah, cool. And imagine if you had somebody that instead of having just to sit at your computer by yourself, you could have somebody that you could shoot an email to, you could review some copy, could run an idea by, what would that be like? And they just go, oh, geez, that would be so great because sometimes I don't know what I'm doing and I don't trust myself. Okay, so imagine, you know, how sometimes, like, we get kind of overwhelmed and we just shut down or maybe we get scared and we just we just pull the plug on things. So imagine that you had somebody in your court that wouldn't let you fall off the horse, basically. So what would happen is you don't lose traction. In fact, you go much faster because you have this environment of support. It's like you have this container that in this container, you are better off because of my influence in your business. How would that be? 
And they're like, oh, my God, do you see how I'm doing it? I'm chunking. I'm just selling. How, how would you like this? What would you like about that? How would that be? So do you see how the little chunk, little chunk, little chunk, little chunk. I haven't even told a price yet. I haven't even told how we're going to. I haven't told them anything. I'm just starting to sell. Here's what I sell. The experience. The process of working with me and the outcome of a completely different way of doing their business. So that's what the selling in chunks is. And, and actually, I will tell you, my fifth part of the formula, and I'll talk about this in another podcast, is taking a stand for them. That That is when you come into handling of the objections and all that kind of stuff. But I want you to think about how would I state it differently if I were selling in chunks instead of just throwing up some rates and just like doing the fire hydrant with with features and benefits what would I say? Now, obviously, it's very, you know, dependent on what they give you, what they're looking for, but it's just basically taking that and reflecting it back to them. And then when you get them to the point of like, oh, my God, that sounds so good, you're like, cool. Let me tell you how we can work together then. And then I state the price, and we have that conversation. So what do you think? I would love to hear how this lands for you. What works about it? What makes you go, yahoo, or what makes you go, crap, I still don't think I could do it. Because a lot of this, truthfully, I will tell you, it's awesome tools, but if you don't have the mindset of owning your value and being really okay to ask for the money and, you know, you you might bump into some stuff. And so we have other tools to support you around that. But I want to hear your reaction. I want to hear you practice this. I would love to hear you, you know, Email me, put a thing on the blog, and just say, oh, I tried it, and here was the result. Or I tried it, and this is, this, is, this is what worked, and this is what didn't work. I'd love to hear that from you. So, again, I am so delighted that you're here, you're listening, and so much appreciate you tuning in to the Happy Business Show. This is Teresa Skelly. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Thanks. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in. 